You're listening to the new Vague Review of Books, the number one podcast for people who vaguely like books. Coming up in today's episode, we're going to be discussing Kitchen Diaries 3 by Nigel Slater, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, Only Time Will Tell by Geoffrey Archer, Time Travel by James Glake, and The Human Stain by Philip Roth, as well as much, much more. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes or bags. And he puzzled and puzzled, till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas perhaps means the new vague review of books? Take a seat by our crackling literary fireplace, dear listener. This is a special Christmas edition of the podcast. If you hadn't already guessed. Um, And as always, we're here to carve our way through the plump and succulent world of books, books, and sometimes some turkey. On our festive panel today, we have... Eze! Tom! And Julian. And I'm Jordan. Everyone feeling in the Christmas spirit? Yeah! Yeah. Oh, look, there's a a light dusting of snow outside. There's there's tweeting robins. There's a car alarm. (laughs) There actually is a car alarm. Yeah. A festive car alarm. (laughs) Um, Someone's stealing a present. Yeah, I feel Christmassy. It's kind of we've liking a, the tunes. We've got a tree here. We've got a tree in the studio. It's yeah. good. Not a lot of studios can say that. That's true. Well, I like the fact that we've had three episodes and we've already been commissioned for a Christmas special. So Especially as the first episode was the end of summer, and three episodes <laughs> later yeah. it is Christmas time. Yeah. But when you're commissioned for a Christmas special, isn't that usually the end? It's normally like five months before. That's what I was going to say. In, like, in the professional it's world, it's months and months there. before. Oh, no, it's really close to now. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about the fact that we recently, we're friends in real life, this isn't just a, you know, this isn't just a, a shtick, we, um, we recently had a secret Santa and exchanged books, a lot of us. There was a lot of book exchanging. There was a lot That's of That's quite Christmas book related, isn't it? That's true. Uh, Julian, I can actually see the book that, that I bought you on, on the table. Oh, John, you, you know me well. You bought me Nigel Slater's The Kitchen Diaries 3. Oh, and it's this a, is actually fantastic. It's a horror re- book? Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, he reads it in bed. I was reading, I was reading it in bed <laughs> I'm not last joking. Night. Has it made Gone Girl just one, gone to gone one side? Gone Girl is gone. Is Gone, gone Girl gone. finished? No, it's no. currently in the bottom of that bag over there. Hasn't it? Gone Girl didn't... The twist was never reached. I'm really, really close to it as well. Maybe I'll pick it up after I finish Nigel Slater's <laughs> cooking book. <laughs> what's what's uh, Nigel got to say? He's great. Oh, what, was he, what was I reading about yesterday? Oh, I've already made one of the things from this book on Sunday, and you gave it to me on Saturday. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. What a present. You're much more dedicated to cooking than reading, really. Yeah. Okay. It's so, just quite weird, and you're just both in bed, tucked up, and you're. I'm reading a nice juicy novel. Julian... Looking at pictures of food. <laughs> Do you like share the highlights from it? You like look at this picture. But there's actually land. there's actually there's a lot of writing in here as well. A lot of <laughs> <laughs> it's not all just pictures. Stop trying to make out that you read. <laughs> While we're on the topic of Christmas spirits, um, over the course of this episode, we're going to attempt to answer the question that so many of you listeners have written in to ask us: which is the best literary drink? Ooh. Now this is quite exciting. It's I what I mean, think. My favourite literary drink. I don't know how literary it is, but um, butterbeer and Harry Potter. Oh yeah. How much do you want to try that? I tried it at the Harry Potter land. It kind of tastes like um, they've put ice cream in beer. 
which is right. kind of great. Like a oh. Coke float. Yeah, like a Coke that float. Does it does taste a bit an actual, it sort of tastes hoppy, like yeah. a beer. It's a bit beery and a bit That's ice That's so creamy. upsetting. What if I genuinely put just like half a stick of butter in it and then a pint? <laughs> I think sort of stirred it up. I can't remember. I presume it's non-alcoholic because kids are definitely drinking it at Harry Potter. Oh my God, like. can we go? Can you take me? Is this the new vague review of spirits? <laughs> I, th- I think we still manage to mention Harry Potter in every episode. Yeah. It's my life aim. <laughs> All right, well, between segments, we're going to try a, a different classic trademark drink, not butterbeer, um, of Litra's great alcoholics, and bring you our verdict <laughs> at the end. Um, does someone want to explain the setup we've got on this table here? Producer Freddie has spent quite a long time making five different literary drinks, and they're all here and they're all ready to go. And he's, he's also drawn quite accurate and quite creepy little post-its of the uh, characters what we got first up Jules the first one is uh, mint juleps which was famously drunk by none other than William Faulkner Jules you oh, might have heard of him uh, a deep a deep southerner exactly we're now going to just put Julian on the spot and give him a nice little William Faulkner quote to uh, to open us up so you've got your best southern on this one ain't anything a good whiskey won't cure <laughs> What was that? That's what he said. That was good, actually, to be honest. I didn't even hear what words they were. I don't know, he just wants you to drink whiskey. In my best British, that was, isn't anything a got whiskey won't cure. All right, cheers, guys. Cheers. That was very good. Mint julep. It's quite strong. It's quite nice, actually, isn't it? Mm. I could see myself drinking this in the deep south. What did Faulkner write? Um, As I Lie Dying, which is is very good. He's, He's quite... He's quite a challenging read. He does a lot of things with language and his sentence structure. Well, he's certainly on the old tough. GCSE syllabus, isn't he? So that's put me right off. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't think I studied really, him. I really thought you were going to say, so you know he's good. But no, <laughs> that's it. I know, I, I know I'll never read him. <laughs> what was that? What was the book I didn't... The essay I didn't uh, hand in for about two years? Um, Gatsby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Another famous alcoholic. Yeah. Actually, I've I, I reread The Great Gatsby sure. since. And enjoyed it? Quite good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, I think having read The Great Gatsby is the bare minimum to be on this podcast. Like, <laughs> like, like, true, like, yeah. You shouldn't be allowed on this podcast. If that's, isn't the it? only thing that keeps Julian on this podcast is Infinite Jest. Mm. I haven't looked. You brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to be drinking that, that one over the next uh, few minutes. We've got a lot more drinks to, to get through before this 30-minute session is up. Um, so to kick things off with the rest of the podcast, we're going to have a little quiz about one of the most famous Christmas books of all time. A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, which I presume you've all read. Uh, Yeah, I I know the story. There's ghosts. I feel like I've 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 just absorbed it through the Muppets. (laughs) Is there a film or is it an animated cartoon? I think it's all of those things. Is it Disney? Um, There's probably been a Disney at some point. So we haven't really read it, but we're aware of we're aware of yeah, it, as I'm yeah. sure all the listeners yeah. are. What's going on. No one's read the Christmas Carol. No, because we've read it. Is it not a boring. Christmas Carol? Yeah, no one's read a Christmas Carol. <laughs> uh, we've sung some carols. Anyway, producer Fred's stolen half a quiz from Sparknotes, which famously got us through GCSEs, A levels, and for me, definitely my degree as <laughs> me well. Me too. I think I definitely um, went on that website and amended a few of the multiple choice answers. All you need to do is choose the correct answer. Simple. Let's see how our knowledge compares to the Key Stage 2 students who normally study the book. Julian, you're asking the questions. Wait, Key oh, Stage 2, that's Year 6. That's 10-year-olds. Yeah, so oh, it's really are you smarter than a 10-year-old, oh, the Christmas God. Carol version, or okay. a Christmas Carol version. Oh, we're in trouble here, guys. <laughs> right, so it's, mul- it's multiple choice. Okay. So first question, which of the spirits does not speak to Scrooge? The ghost of Christmas yet to come. The ghost of Christmas past. 
the ghost of Christmas dinner or the final one is do all the spirits speak to Scrooge I think all the spirits yeah I, I would have guessed all the spirits dinner because dinner not dinner like <laughs> but all the, all the real spirits <laughs> who does not speak to Scrooge the dinner ghost <laughs> yeah, that's a I forgot the question <laughs> one drink guys <laughs> it's been a long day well it's going to be contentious because the correct answer actually is the ghost of Christmas yet to come <laughs> it's nonsense isn't it so I'm, I'm producer a, Freddie what's happening here I'm prepared to uh, I'm saying it's, it's, it's on the paper okay therefore um, so for, <laughs> question question two why does Scrooge like darkness is it A is that the darkness <laughs> specifically not a great it actually specifies hand. not uh, so is it A it helps him sleep is it B it helps him forget his past uh, C is it it's cheap and uh, <laughs> D is it helps cover up his sordid little activities oh god I need one answer I'm guys. pretty sure there's a bit where he like puts out a candle and he's like you're wasting candles oh that's a great if you remember that you, we have to go oh, for okay, that that's, that's, good, for that's cheap, such, a, such a good memory I, I, I maybe just made that I think up. it's either B or C Let's, let's go with the, uh, the cheap one. Right, yeah. let's have the answer. C, correct, it's C. We've got a way back up to one after failing the first question. Okay. I don't know if we failed. I think Freddie failed the first question. <laughs> no, the facts don't lie. Uh, in what year was A Christmas Carol written? Is it A, 1830, B, 1837, C, 1843, or is it D, no one actually knows? 47C. Yeah, I mean, I was I mean, 47 C is not nice. <laughs> it's 43. It's 43. 43 It's either 43 or, or D, I think. Let's go 43. 43. You're correct again, guys. Well done. Yes. Oh, well done, eh? Right, why, so why does Belle end her engagement to Scrooge? Is it A, because she falls in love with Peter? Is it B, because Scrooge is consumed by greed? Is it C, because Scrooge is too poor for her? <laughs> or is it D... Because Scrooge had a fat, nasty butt. <laughs> D! <laughs> They're all valid reasons. I, I thought Scrooge was quite rich. Yeah, he is rich, because he, he he's a Scrooge, he doesn't spend any of his money. Yeah, I think greed as well, yeah. I, she's probably, I bet she's like, Isn't Belle lovely. from Beauty and the Beast? There yeah. are other Belles. I know, yeah, you can have other characters with the same Aren't names. Aren't they all... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. every character in every book does the same role as the characters with the I same name in other books. I don't think this is my child's thinking. I, I think it's like a Disney film. Yeah, there is that thing which is, I suppose, Scrooge is a beast, so like maybe, maybe Disney's ripped off Charles Dickens. he's not actually a beast. Dickens. He's a man. Is Christmas, oh, okay. Carol, <laughs> is a Christmas Carol like a novel? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a dream. In my mind, it's script. only been presented to me as like, a sort of song or a short film. What do you mean a song? What, what do you mean been presented to you? <laughs> do, you like, like, do you mean any Christmas carol? No, no, a Christmas carol is Scrooge and... Are there ghosts song? in it? Yeah. What song are you talking about? God, I'm glad Julian wasn't answering the questions <laughs> because we really get nothing. I think we should go for the, the greed answer. Was that B? It was B and you are correct again, guys. Yes. Three out of four we've got. So finally, the last question. Which character utters the famous words God bless us, everyone? Is it A, Tiny Tim? B, <laughs> B, Small Sam? C, Pocket Pete? Or D, <laughs> or D, Micro Miguel? <laughs> so A, Tiny Tim. <laughs> it's 
definitely Tiny Tim. What the fuck was that question about the Christmas ghost? Right, it's, I'll just, just confirm it is Tiny yeah. Tim. But... Can, can we also just confirm there is no ghost of Christmas dinner no, in, in the book, is there? Yeah. How many points did we get? You got four out of five. Oh, that's yeah. pretty good. So we've all learned something there. Does that get us into key stage three or whatever? Yeah, I think we can We can graduate. We can, we can, start, we can graduate we've... junior school. Yeah. Made oh, it to secondary school. Right. All right, I think that's enough Christmas, Carol. Let's have another drink. A, I'm just downing a mint okay. julep. For our second drink, we have screwdriver, courtesy of Truman Capote. Uh, does everyone know what a screwdriver is? Yes. Vodka and orange juice. Excellent. Let's, let's pass these out. That's a good drawing, Freddie, as well. It's quite a good likeness. I've got, I've got a Truman Capote quote, which I was meant to read while passing them out, but I failed to do. In this profession, it's a long walk between drinks. Truman I, Capote. I think you're supposed to do that in Truman Capote's accent, Tom. How, what, what is that? He's got it's quite a famous accent. No, no, he's got quite a famous yeah. voice. It's, 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 is it not American? It, it's no. very high-pitched and it's quiet. Oh, yes. Uh, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman Philip, yeah, doing him in, in, in the film. So if you can, uh, if you can try <laughs> that really, one. I'm just absolutely not doing that. That's fine. <laughs> really. I've seen the biography of... Is it Capote or Capote? Cheers, everyone. Let's do this. Yeah, on that note. <laughs> no, the only reason I say that is because it's... Um, the film is just his last name. Capote or Capote. Yeah. Capote. 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 All right, well, from one Scrooge to another. Regular listeners will remember that Esme made a vow last episode to read a book. Esme, do you want to remind everyone what your vow was in the last episode? So I was challenged to read a Geoffrey Archer novel... And we decided it'd be the first novel in the Clifton Chronicles series. Now, I still can't remember what it's called. <laughs> but you read it. But I did read it. That and so have. I've written a book, full-on book report for you in the style of a year one. So how old are you then? Six? Six. Yeah. Uh, yeah, book report. I like so how we're really going for the sort of junior school. Yeah. Do you know what? That's all this book deserved. Oh, I thought you were going to say this podcast deserves. <laughs> well, that too. Um, yeah, so title was Only Time Will Tell, The Clifton Chronicles, Volume 1. Do you know what? Surprisingly gripping, and I'm really embarrassed that I did actually finish it. But I'm also very glad it was on my Kindle, because I didn't want anyone on the train to see I was reading that shit. Yeah, I didn't Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, yeah, I was like judging myself. Anyway, second part of my book report. Author, Geoffrey Archer. Fiction or non-fiction? It was fiction. Fourth part of my report, got to list the characters. And I'm really also worried that I remembered nearly every single one of them. This is fine. This book is obviously uh, a charm on you. Yeah. So Harry Clifton is the main character. He's boring. Uh, (laughs) Have you written that down there? Yeah, I've written that down. down. I've just skipped ahead and the next one's great. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs Clifton, his mother, she's a slut. Oh, wow. (laughs) Giles... Giles Bar- Barrington is Harry's posh best friend at school. Giles Barrington? Yeah. Oh, that's oh. not, like, literally no effort made. I know, it's great, isn't it? Giles Barrington. Giles. Deakins um, is his other best mate, and he's a geek. Can't, <laughs> don't, know his, don't know his first name. Deakins is But he gets all the scholarships, and oh. he goes to Oxford. That is classic Deakins. And he spends all his time in the library. That's oh. made out in the book. Um, another character, Old Jack. He's a wise man that lives in a train carriage. Nice. He knows everything. I'd, I'd love to know. He knows, he knows everything. Does he live in he a, a stationary tra- train character yeah. or a train character? Yeah, like, in around? a dockyard. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, next character, Hugo Barrington, pure evil. Is that is that Giles's dad? That is Giles's father. Oh, yeah. He. These are other words I've written by him. He's a criminal. 
He's violent, he's posh, he's a cheater, and he's also Harry's dad. Oh. So, he's Harry yeah. and Giles <laughs> are best friends, but also half-brothers. Anyway, hey, then what? you get... Oh, <laughs> 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 I love that. It's the ghost of Christmas dinner. Oh, it's yeah. always the ghost of Christmas dinner. <laughs> that, then you it? get Miss Monday. She's the choir master. <laughs> Harry's an amazing treble. And Miss Tilly, they seem to be just token lesbians that moved to Cornwall, and I don't really know why they're in it. <laughs> Do they have any relevance to the They're plot, like, really? help Harry get better at life. Miss Could... Tilly sells her tea shop to Mrs Clifton, but then someone burns it down. Like I cannot, like, I hate what it. you've given us so far, trying to work out what the plot could be. <laughs> <laughs> I have no Do idea. you know what I think it is? In my mind, it's like... Uh, like Just William or like Billy Bunter, like so they get up some hijinks. I reckon there's like a third of this novel which is just sexual relationships between the two lesbians and the slut. Yeah. And it's Jeffrey Archer just living out some middle aged fantasy. I feel bad for womankind for describing her as a slut, but she really is. Anyway, a hussy. Next character, Emma Barrington. That's Giles' sister, but oh. also Harry Clifton's girlfriend. Oh shocking. So big thing, oh. incest. Bit of incest. There so, so hang on. Uh, yeah. When's it set in the 30s? Yeah. The other characters in it, this is what I've written, randoms that Mrs. Clifton sleeps with. Oh, is, that, is there <laughs> really? a lot of that then? Yeah, and I'm struggling to remember Mrs. Clifton. I think she's called Molly. Okay. Anyway, the next stage of my book report was I had to write four complete sentences about the story. So I'll now read them to you. Okay, good. It's completely bonkers and I can't believe I finished it. <laughs> Good. I'm imagining you as a seven-year-old reading this out. Completely bonkers. It's basically like EastEnders, but set in Bristol in the 1930s. Full okay. stop. Yeah, that's good. I kind of want to read it. it no, you don't. <laughs> it's very sexy without being too sexy. Uh, <laughs> Archer, <and> you tease. <laughs> my last sentence. The main themes are the rich-poor divide, war, family, love... School and incest. It's like a sort of yeah. post-Brexit Britain, isn't it? Um, <laughs> How much incest are you having after the vote? Of <laughs> oh, course. <laughs> Awkward. Uh, and then my, the last section of the book report was I had to write out my favourite part of the story. Um, and I said the ending. It's just so disappointing. I even took a screenshot of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but and that's your favourite part of the story. Yeah, it's, oh, it was such a shit. How long? How long is this? <laughs> the thing is, it was favorite. like three hundred and eighty-six pages, and I sort of like it was so simply written. It was like reading a children's novel, but with slightly adult themes. Why are people buying it? That sounds like my idea. Because I think it's really easy to read, and then you do kind of right. know want to know like whether Harry finds out if Giles is his father. Are you going to read you know, the second one? I kind of think I might have to. Oh my god! Because no, I, I was not expecting this. So anyway, I'm gonna. This is. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna read you the, how it ends, so you get why I screenshotted it, and you get why. It's do we need to do a spoiler? Do we need to do a spoiler alert? I don't uh. think so. <laughs> so Harry has just got a boat to America, and he gets off the boat, and then um, <coughs> anyway, he sees these two guys walking up to the car. Just as they reached the police car, Richard leapt in front of the two detectives and blocked their path. What are you charging Mr. Bradshaw with, he said firmly. Mr. Bradshaw is Harry. Harry changes his name. Sure. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the senior detective came to a halt, looked Richard in the eye and said, first degree murder. 
Oh, no. <laughs> like, I genuinely don't understand what that's about. Esme, that's, that's just the, how the novel ended. That that's, was it. That's the mother of all cliffhangers. And if his first so, degree was in murder, what was his second degree? Harry Clifton. Oh, oh. But Harry Clifton, the most boring... Literally, the most boring What Goodreads score did you give it? <laughs> I did not put this on my Goodreads. Oh, wow. Did make it? This is... I'm not letting anyone know. It's like having a private session on Spotify. I mean, I've let you guys know, but... You've also let the our dear listener know. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I don't want this recorded like on my Goodreads. I don't want to spoil my Goodreads recommendations. Yeah. I don't want to get like, I don't want suddenly scrubble and give me shitloads of Archer. <laughs> well, you're just, really, but, but then you you also want to read the next one. But because so Goodreads will be doing its job. To now Richard Bradshaw, he was Harry Clifton. Now he's Richard Bradshaw. Do you actually want to and know? What the fuck? Incest wow. and another bit of the cliffhanger. Emma Barrington, she was preggers. With. Uh, why am I asking? I, yeah, I know. Harry <laughs> baby. I'm doing that the, thing where half brother and half sister. You, you no, are let's right, move on. Let's when move people on. talk about what? soap operas, I just like tune this out because I'm like I can't take it. What you're what's saying? It, what's it? What's it actually about? Is it like a thriller? Is it like a crime no, it's novel? A soap. It's about so Harry Clifton is. A... No, 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 no! Don't okay. do that. <laughs> 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 don't tell us more about it. Anyway, uh, so so the answer I think is really it is like a soap. That's why it's people read opera, it, obviously. Yeah. Then. yeah, that makes sense. But it is written and it's written for stupid people because it's easy to understand. Oh, oh god, we've just we've got such a small listenership, and now there like, are core there are core audience. <laughs> all our Archer fans hate us. <laughs> the Archer heads. Um, <laughs> anyway, there you go. Okay, well, from from one not so great author to, to another good author, it, it's time for another drink. Oh my god, um, that happened quickly. Oh, I haven't finished my screwdriver. Put it to one side because next up we've got. A gimlet. Oh, I see up the gimlets. Um, <laughs> a drink originally popularised by hard-boiled detective fiction author Raymond Chandler. Ooh. Good. I bet this is good. What did um, he write? I've read some Chandler. Um, a long goodbye. Our factoid for the gimlet is it didn't catch on in America until Chandler's detective Philip Marlowe, who is That's the detective the one, in the yeah. long goodbye you're just saying, was, was drinking it and, and introduced it to... The United States of America. America. Um, Could we discuss what's in it? Because it looks like pure booze. I think it's gin and lime cordial. Um, that's cool. Oh, yeah. So, does someone want to pass them around the table? All right, guys. Oh, that's strong. Uh, cheers. 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 Woo. The end of this podcast is going to be really bad, isn't it? By the time I think it's going to be great. I think we're getting better. It's literally quite exciting to drink. I like it. Yeah, I like it. That's my favourite one. Um, well, now that we've got gimlets in hand, it's time for our regular segment. That tastes the like my bleach smells. <laughs> it's our regular segment. It tastes like my bleach smells. Um, Why is it your bleach? I don't know. The bleach I have. Um, it's time now for our regular segment. The new vague review of books. New review of new... <laughs> oh, no! The second drink has hit you. The new vague review of books. Vague reviews of new books. Yeah, um, okay. So, last time, Julian complained about the fact that most book covers are terrible. Um, in the sort of the sweeping statements that this podcast is becoming <laughs> known for. Quite a big statement, isn't it? No? Um, so, for this edition of Vague Reviews, producer Fred has provided us with a selection of the most beautiful book covers published throughout 2016. So let's see if any of these take Julian's fancy and sort of discuss what might be the best book cover of, of 2016. Uh, I've had a skim through some of these. Uh, all <laughs> Giving right. them the time they deserved. <laughs> <laughs> a quick let's skim. Let's have a look. Where people who design book covers, I think, have got it wrong is... <laughs> they never... Did, like, if you think of, like, a great album cover, yeah, like yeah. how iconic, like, record covers are... Yeah. There's not that many iconic book covers. 
There's that's maybe true. there's Do maybe you know a few. That, I don't think that think... Zadie Smith one is quite iconic. Well, this one. It yeah. looks really cool. It's like you'd know it in your head. This as is the Zadie, yellow Sw- one. Zadie Smith Swing Time, which to be fair is absolutely everywhere in all. And of we have discussed right it. I think that's the, actually the exception. The rest of the books on this list, I don't actually know a lot of the books. But there's about twenty or so. They're very kind of graphic design heavy. They've got like a, an image on there, or I mean, so they're all quite nice. Some of this one. What's this one called? How to Set a Fire and Why by Jesse Ball. This is like the sort of thing I'm not about because it's just like... It doesn't even look like a real matchbox, does it? So, explain what it is. So the, co- the cover it is basically the title, How to Set a Fire and Why, on a box of matches. Yeah. And so that's, that's the book. They've made cover. the, 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 ma- the tip of the matches look like they're coming out at the very top of the book. Yeah, yeah and I don't know like that, that right. kind of like, um, just sort of visual... Of block like, colour. I don't know, what's going on here? Perfect Days, a novel... Hang on, we, we can't slate the like the best book covers. I what, can, what, what, Tom, I can and I will. <laughs> we'll, we'll share, oh, this one's much better for matches. I'm That's much happier with this one. This still, one's nice. God, well, matches just like really in season this year. I, like, my, I maintain this book covers just fine, like soup. But the, isn't the problem that they always <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> See, <laughs> Sorry, this isn't Nigel Slater now. No. <laughs> soup dis- is never more. Can we than discuss this, okay. my favourite one in this list though? This yeah, one, James. One. No, go down, James Glyke time travel okay. I think that looks clever give us a quick explanation of it and then so we'll, we'll endorse it black and then it's kind of like four stitches which I guess are stitches in time and then you've got the name James Glyke the J is disappearing into one of the stitches and then you've got time travel and the L of time travel is kind of disappearing into another stitch and it just looks quite cool do you know what it, it reminds me of you know the what's that film with um, Matthew McConaughey where he starts like talking through the wall to his daughter the space one yeah the space film with Matthew oh, McConaughey oh uh, Interstellar Interstellar yeah. that reminds me of Interstellar yeah Jordan. because it's oh, like yeah, it's, it's like the time travels like yeah. walking into it's the like next it's like you're going to get book, lost in certain bits of that's time that's not a book Jordan I don't know these are all just fine <laughs> I'm just really not into they're all teal and pale pink okay let's let's choose, choose our favourite one time travel time travel based on Matthew McConaughey's Interstellar yeah, yeah, there we go. Perfect. We're up to our fourth literary drink now, uh, the Mojito. Uh, does anyone know what terrible alcoholic's favourite drink this was? Hemingway. Hemingway. It was our man, Don Was Hemm. it really? Yeah. Um, I, know, I thought he'd be more sort of... Wine. Red wine Just as well. Rum, no, I thought he'd be like rum. a straight whiskey man. Uh, no, he was always rum. I think he was in everything. It was That's true. true. Yeah, <laughs> he gets hands on. No, Caribbean rum, Chicken. but I genuinely thought it would be Marlin like a rum... Blood. Just sort of straight rum or... Where it was going. All right, well, cheers to that. Cheers. cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Here's away. Oh, good. Oh, that's my favourite yeah. one. I mean, you can't go wrong. Oh, that's with refreshing. Um, I think that's better than the julep. I think they've all been your favourite, Ez. Let's kiss the next one. Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Spilt drink. <laughs> I tried to take the piss out of you being more pissed and then not liking the most recent drink, but really I just spilt my own drink. <laughs> All right, so with Mojito in hand um, and continuing our mission to provide you, the listener, with the best literary advice, um, we're going to tackle the important and seasonal topic, giving the gift of books. So, guys, what do you think about giving and receiving oh, books? Oh, we've got uh, Rudy and Ted are back. Oh, have, they got, have they got opinions on giving books as presents? They fucking Eating hate <laughs> They really don't like a book for Christmas. They like cat toys and tuna. Catnip. So they, so the cats that are running around the studio don't like books for presents. But do any of you? Yeah, I mean, I love a book for a present. Um, <laughs> I now I have issues with books as presents because I think quite often I have so set on what I want to be reading next or reading in the next couple of months. And also, you've read all the books. 
yeah, that people quite often kind of get it wrong. Yeah, mm. that's my big worry about book, people buying the books. It's not really the book I wanted, or sometimes they get it right, sometimes they get it wrong. Quite interestingly, a couple of Christmases ago, my mum had bought my sister a book that was like the hundred best fashion tips, and she be bought me um, Young Stalin. And she was wrapping the presents on Christmas Eve, and at the last minute, she decided to switch the books. She was like, "This is boring. I'm always giving Esme the proper ones. I'm always giving Mary the fun ones." Let's switch it up. Ironically, I read both, and I was quite <laughs> jealous that, that Mary. Or did you? Just oh, I don't know. I was just sort of jealous that Mary got the Stalin one. This story so... just seems to be: I'm a geek, and my sister's really cool. Shh! <laughs> 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 don't say anything. Um, Mary goes, "Oh, young Stalin!" But, Ugh, and throws it away. But my new thing is that I've like said to Mum, or I'm gonna say to Mum, I'd like her to check my Goodreads to read list. Oh, that's smart. Because it's almost cheating, but it's smart. I think then she'll know what to get me, or just some book value. My, my big worry about people buying me, because I'm, I think I'm quite similar to you, as in that I do get a bit worried that people are just going to get me the wrong book, and I've got a lot of books I want to read, so yeah. is I actually feel really compelled to read something. If someone buy, if someone goes out of their way to buy me a present, yeah. I, I want to read it. So I've got a couple of books that are on my bedside, which someone bought me like 18 months ago, but I don't want to kind of relegate it to the bookshelf, because I'll never read it. Mm. But I'm like, I don't really want to read it. It's just sat there for 18 <laughs> I months. Where I feel compelled to do guilt. it at some point. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, guilt. I'm not really like you two are both awful to buy books. <laughs> my, I, 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 I had this experience but for you one week ago, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, but I think you did quite well in not in actually not buying a novel because yeah, then you sort of bought true. a book that can like you can just dip in and out of. Which is well, I mean, I just bought you a book that I wanted to read. <laughs> which is actually <laughs> half the trick, isn't it? That's what I do as well. Yeah. But you did buy me two books. For my birthday, two novels, and oh, I, yeah. I, I've read one of them, and I seriously enjoyed it, and I now recommend it to other people. Haven't read the other one yet, <laughs> but I do intend to. Now, what, what were they? Oh yeah, um, I can't even remember. The Green Road by Anne Enright, which I actually recommended to our sound guy to buy for his mother for Christmas. Nice, our sound and guy. And the other one, I can't remember. <laughs> Producer Freddie's been demoted. <laughs> it doesn't do sound. Um, I can't remember the other the other one, but it's a hardback. So you obviously spent a lot of money, which makes you feel special. Jules, are you a uh, book present giver, taker? Well, let me again bring out Nigel Sage's Kitchen Diaries. <laughs> yeah. Why, why do you have it? Why, do you, <laughs> why are you holding it? Because he loves it. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually, because it's that now, sort of big hardback book, it kind of does look a bit like the Bible, doesn't it? This is it? one of the books, this is one of the nicest books to just like hold and flip through. Yeah. It's just brilliant. <laughs> This is music to my ears because I bought. That's what I, I bought. bought the present. No, that's what I'm saying. Because Jordan bought this for me, and actually, like, this is like the best book present you could get. Probably. Oh, what oh, a dream! Really? Oh, I bought you books oh, no, no. for Christmas. We'll get on to you in a minute because you did it. Jules, this is so, <laughs> such a difficult line for you to hold. Tom, so, don't worry, I've got this. <laughs> no, I you, bought you the best book present ever. But basically, I know. I will get on to that. Oh gosh. Why don't you go straight onto that? Go really quickly onto that. No, let's be well, we could talk about the books you buy me. The oh. Books that you want to read that you start reading. What's that? You bought me Purity by Jonathan Franzen, which admittedly I do want to read. Yeah, but you just asked to take it on holiday so you could read it. I didn't even read it because I didn't finish Gone Girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, so when was it? Like, was it last year? No. Two years ago. Yeah. Esme got me uh, Daunt Books do this thing where you can go and speak to like a book consultant so basically you buy a book subscription for someone you love but you, you, ta- like you tailor 
page. Oh. So yeah, you go and you talk about the person and you talk to tell them what books they like. You can actually buy this for yourself as well. Um, Just and a they'll bit sadder. Sort of, yeah. yeah, and they'll make a list of the books that they've read before and then off the back of that they'll send the person that you've bought the subscription for a book every month. Or if you're a bit cheaper like me... A book every two months because it makes it half the price. I mean, that is such a good I idea. I was just about it? to ask, without like giving away how much you spent on a Christmas present, how much. So, What's it the was, so here? this was two years ago and it was £70 for six months worth of books. Okay. So yeah. it's, it works out. That's pretty and that's, they that's sent too many. It was great fun. I had that. I kept, the yeah. guy kept emailing me because uh, he occasionally like he sent me. Consultant. Yeah, yeah, because he, he sent me one that. He sent me a couple of books I'd already read, and I saw I'd email him back and be like, "Oh, I've I've read th- I've read this," and he'd be like, "Oh, damn it!" And he'd be like, "He's like, oh, I had a feeling you might read that one." It's the best he, job in the world. It's like he was really it? disappointed yeah. with himself. But you, was, it was good because you just post the book back, and then there's another nice okay, one. Nice fancy wrapping, and so and you if you're listening to books um, and fancy sponsoring the show, sending <laughs> us books, uh, giving us a free book consultant, or giving me a job. Um, have any of you received a really bad book? A book that you, you're just not happy with at all? If you get any gift, book or otherwise, you've got to just take it on the chin. Yeah, yeah, Be like, this is fantastic. I, I just shred it. I feel like I have the same thing as you guys with fiction, in that people know, obviously, that I like history and politics because I won't shut up about it. But I often get bought ones and it's just slightly wrong. Yeah. Or it's, it's one that I've obviously chosen not to read because I haven't read it yet. And and it it might be the one that's like the best out. Like... If someone bought me Boris Johnson's book on Churchill, I'd probably punch them. Yeah, <laughs> they, they'd have misjudged it so much. Exactly. Don't buy that for yeah. Tom. And like, and it's so easy to get it really wrong mm. if you know that someone's really yeah. interested in that area. Whereas if if they're not as interested, or if it's a new area to them, that I guess that's why if you buy something that you'd want to read yourself, but for them, mm. it's kind of easier. And it might feel bad because you're just buying a book for someone that you like. But at least then you book. can just be like. It's a book I can genuinely recommend because yeah, I, I actually like it. Yeah, so that's what I like to do. And if I just think, oh, that, that was a great read, like it's a page turner, then I'll happily buy that for other people because yeah. I want them to have the same experience. But my real bugbear with gifting books is when people don't write a message inside. Oh, I agree. Oh my God, if you get a blank book... Wait, what? Is this a thing? Yeah, yeah. well, I, I certainly oh, love writing in You definitely didn't write in my book. Because oh, it's no. such an easy way to just, just... You make the book, like... It's a it's very personal it touch, it isn't gift. it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got to admit, I'm new to this. I'm I do it now. Actually, do I didn't write in your one. This, that's one of the first books I've given in ages without yeah. writing something. You should, in. I just forgot. You write me a little sort of love I message. Oh, see, for James. Do I just later? For James. Just cross it out. It's really important. You just and It's also nice to put the year... Don't do it now. No, that's all right. Just... For James and Julian. Love from Jordan. Kiss. Oh, oh no, only a kiss. You have to put from Jordan, otherwise it's just Not even weird. love. Could be just from Nigel Slater. No, That's no, very boy, no, isn't say it? Julian times Jordan. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you put the kiss at the end. <laughs> Shouldn't have done those four drinks in. I also, I also think it's and nice to put be the year. out on eBay, Jesus. <laughs> I also think it's nice to put the year so then you can look back and be like, I know. We've got to do that now, I agree, I also like to do that as well. So this year, 2016, we've got Christmas coming up. Um, I mean, we're, we're recording this on Christmas morning. Oh, wait, um, I thought it was Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's become the morning. Um, I can hear Santa's sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> so Santa, yeah, Santa's around the corner. What books do you want him to give you this year and what books don't you want him to give you? Is there anything that you, you desperately would love to open? Actually, I'd like to read some old A.A. A. Gill that I haven't read before. That's a nice That's idea. Really yeah, idea. I was thinking I'd like to read, is it Poor... 
On Me. Poor Me, his autobiography is called. Yeah, that's supposed to be really good. I I'd like no, to is it read, Poor Me? I think it's Poor On Me. I think it's just Poor Me. I bet, well, bet you £5. Pounds. Really? I, um, five wow. pounds. Okay. I bet you a copy of Poor on Me. Um, so A. A. Gill. Still that's googling a, this, guys. That's a, that's a win for for Christmas this year. Um, I quite want. Uh, there's a book that I've been looking at for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's, wait, Pfeiffer. no, I don't because it's Poor Me a Life. No, it's Poor Me Code on a Life. I think yeah. you can get away with Poor Me. Yeah, I think you can. <laughs> the code on I owe you Well, I just read the feature in the Sunday Times, so sure. <laughs> um, I quite I. It's almost a challenge where I haven't bought it for myself, and I'm wondering if anyone, not around this table necessarily, but is going to buy me uh, John Le Carre's Pigeon Tunnel, which is the his autobiography. I'm quite surprised. Would you like that? that? I love that. I love John Le Carre. He's like one of my favourites, and uh, it's a bit of a challenge out there just to see see if like anyone knows me is just going to buy it for me. People are listening. Yeah, it's a hint. It's hint, a hint, listeners. Hint. Someone buy Jordan that. wants John Le Carre's autobiography. I'll take anything going. Just any books. Any. I'll also take the first two volumes of Nigel Sage's The Kitchen Diaries. <laughs> Someone once bought me set. Um, Michael McIntyre's. Oh. I don't even think it was his autobiography. It was like, do you know what I mean? Like just a book about no Michael McIntyre. I, I once, I don't really want to tell the story because it's really embarrassing for me. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to power through. You know, work secret Santas yeah. are going to be like fun and jokey. Yeah. Or no, that's no, the idea. Fun. So I, uh, this was back when I was working for an MP, and I sort of missed this whole element. That it's just that like, memo, fun, fun and jokey and memo. So I was like, I thought he needed to like get out of politics, think a little bit more about life, the universe, fiction, like I don't know stuff that's just not like really serious. Yeah. What's happening in the world? So I bought him a book that I just read and I really liked, which was The Human Stain by Philip Roth. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you telling me about this at the and, time. Oh my god! I've never seen something go down like such a ton of shit. Oh my god! It's, it's the title, isn't it? The title it's, it's is just because I didn't even but think it's also about it. So intense. It's also the matter. Well, yeah, that's it's so massively intense. Everything about it, which was just and genuinely, someone else had bought like like a dildo. And, like, yeah, and that's like, what, I mean, that's what you're supposed to buy. Yeah, all that exactly kind of stuff. Like, and like, slippers and, and it's just like, oh, what was that? Because I thought you'd enjoy Roth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's also just such a savage plot, really. It's savage. It's yeah. sad. I know, the idea of buying that for a support. <laughs> See, this, <laughs> this is the sort of conversation that we could have, that, that Tom's present could have started. Maybe it's a good thing. They sort of works, drinks. They're all going. Do you like Roth? Do you like is it up with Roth? And people, yeah. oh, I don't know. I think it's got good things to say, but you know, no, I think everyone's quite like, "What the fuck is a human stain, and why have you bought it for the boss?" <laughs> American pastoral is actually in the bedside cupboard. I don't. I, that's another one I didn't finish. It's just not read. Have you not read it? Well, I, I've got about two thirds of the way through. Yeah, I didn't like that's it. Unlike you to finish which is unlike well, me to finish. Yeah, I um, oh. the only thing I don't <laughs> on buying presents is. When I buy a book for someone, I normally have really thought through it. Like I genuinely, I don't, I like buying books for people, but yeah. I do think about it for them. I'll know like two years later, and I'll be like, if you haven't told me you enjoyed the book, yeah, then I'm like, you haven't read the book, and you've you've scorned my present. Um, and there's a couple I know at the moment. I've got friends out there sitting on books I've bought them in the last twelve months, and I'm waiting for them to read it. <laughs> All right, so I think that brings us to a, a natural close. The conclusion is make sure Jordan gets um, the Pigeon Tunnel for Christmas. And everyone will be happy. <laughs> okay. um, this is a bumper length episode because it's Christmas. So we're on to our final drink. To cap off our taste test, we've got the Sunny Boy, which is Carson McCullough's tipple of choice. Uh, a mix of tea and sherry. 
Who are you um, talking about? Which comes in a teapot. Carson McCullers, who wrote um, The Heart oh, is a Lonely Hunter. I'll play Mother. Um, and again, another another Southern, another Southerner. Two Guardian mugs, right? Should I just have milk with this one, do you reckon? Or? No, How do you reckon Carson would have it? Um, okay, well. Was, was it not. Um, was, there were some stories about Hemingway and sort of how much he used to boast about how much he could drink. He, yeah. He was basically just claiming he was absolutely drunk the yeah, whole time. He'd be like, he woke. I think he, I think he wrote sober in the mornings, but then would just be like, I could drink like, you know, nineteen beers and two bottles of red wine. I'm pretty sure he says, yeah, he says some stuff that he was like, he just drink like phenomenal and all different drinks at different times of the day. But Hemingway just, as much as I sort of like Hemingway as a writer, he just, I'd describe him as the sort of person who would tell you the next day after a night out how much he'd drunk in detail. And Hemingway's like a sort of, he's like a total bro, wasn't he? Yeah. I bet he was so totally annoying. Yeah, exactly. Like, like uh, not, not uh, cool. Yeah. I'm caught this morning, dude. Thank like, God. <laughs> Chill out, Ernest. All right, let's, uh, let's cheers our, cheers our Carson McCullough's tea. That's really delicious. Is it? Oh, yeah, no. sherry and tea. Bit lukewarm. Oh, it is quite nice. That's really good. So we've sampled the drinks of um, Southerner, William Faulkner. I think a Southerner again, Truman Capote. He's not a Southerner, no. is he? I think he might have been. He could I be. I feel like he's Midwest. Definitely All-American. Uh, Raymond Chandler, Ernest Hemingway and Carson McCullers. So what's our verdict? Which drink should our listeners be pouring themselves this Christmas? What was everyone's favourite? I mean, this one's very Christmassy, the one we got now. Mm. It tastes like Christmas, doesn't it's it? It's like hot. Yeah. Listeners, it's weird. I like the mojito. I also like the gimlet. I think, you, like, I think you mostly like the fact that you had one and a half of each of them. Yep. Yeah. How? The Gimlet's the best name. And it's a school night. <laughs> I mean, well, this, a... is, this is the true spirit of Christmas, isn't yeah. it? It's having lots what, of drinks. Mixing weird oh, have things them all. together. Yeah, just kind of have, it, have a nice Fine. time. Have them all, listeners. Have them all. Um, <laughs> if you can... Have a wait to be quiet, George. You just, can you hear... That's... I can hear Santa coming down the chimney. You can hear him. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, and up, wait. Yeah. No, he's gone. Oh, oh he's not going to come this year. Not tonight. No, we drunk. We drunk too much. We've, we've been famously, rude about him. Famously hates people who drink. <laughs> All right. Well, at that uh, beautiful ending, uh, Freddie may or may not have something to reveal at this point. He does. Oh. It's Nivra Bingo. Um, oh my god! Oh, wow. And we've done them, we've done them all. He's been, <laughs> no, no. Do you, so, so Freddie has been ticking off, um, unbeknownst to us. A oh bunch my god! Uh, Nivrob Bingo things that he was expecting. That's unbelievable. So let's see, see what we've got on these ones. Let's take a photo so that we just can listeners can see that. The problem is it's upside down. But we've got. Okay. <laughs> Jordan tells a dad joke, which definitely just happened. Um, infinite jest that yeah. multiple times. Tom talks about history. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking right. Churchill yeah. there. Unexpected tangent. The entire podcast. Um, spoiler yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely um, what's this Julian still hasn't <laughs> finished the book yeah, yeah, gone girl yeah Hemingway of course um, extremely vague detail <laughs> I mean that was always going to happen come on <laughs> what else we got on no, I'm not sure about the next one what was the next questionable, questionable literature fact I think we're quite um, I mean, mostly this is questionable literature fact the, yeah. <laughs> the ghost of Christmas dinner <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter yeah Tick that. Yeah. Uh, anyone drunk? I'm yeah. Drunk. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. And then Excuse what's the very bottom there? Esme calls out Julian. Yeah, at one point you nearly broke up, actually. So that was, <laughs> that was my favourite bit. Um, wait, well, hey, well done. Um, well done, producer Fred. He won his own game of bingo. I oh, know, and he's not drunk. He's driving. So listeners will be able to see uh, Nuvrob Bingo on our website, um, newvagreviewofbooks.co.uk, um, and our Instagram, which is Esme. 
just keep searching things around that and you'll yeah. find just it. look for me and then you'll find it yeah find there's me um, on Instagram that's how, all, that's how all the best brands work it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all about influencers Julian I'm an influencer so on that note where we've really uh, we've really reached out to our listeners uh, cool everyone Julian, say maybe. you're uh, it's Say your goodbyes and Merry like Christmas. Just like to just remind it's new vague books. New vague books, yeah. and that's um, if oh you can man. take us to about a thousand, then maybe we can start monetizing this. Yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> think of it, or think how many more drinks we can make. Um, all right, well, Merry Christmas and goodbye. Happy Christmas, friends. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>